Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on this Monday, July the 19th. Thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Yes, good morning. Good to be here on a Monday. How are you doing, Fred? Doing 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 good? Doing great, yeah. All right, we hope everybody had a nice weekend, and uh, we got a lot to discuss as a lot of news has developed since last Thursday when we had the live show. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't have a live show last Thursday. That's right. It was Wednesday. It was last Wednesday. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just wipe off the last four days of negative news. I'm good with that. You're right. Just wipe it from our hard drive. Today has enough trouble for itself. <laughs> Where did you read that, Ed? Ah, somebody really <laughs> famous said that. <laughs> oh, me. Jesus. Uh, all right. That's right. That's a Bible verse there. Look it up. All right. So, uh, again, we appreciate everybody joining us. Ed, how can people listen and or watch if they'd like to? Well, they can go to either Facebook or YouTube. And they can search for the name of this show, which is Today's Issues, and click through, and you will be able to watch us do this program live. So some of you are already watching. I'm waving to you. If you'd like to see me wave to you, you can go to Facebook or YouTube and search for Today's Issues. We are airing the video stream live. If you would like to listen, uh, obviously I have to clarify this because you are listening if yes, you're they hearing are. my voice now but if you're traveling somewhere where there is not a terrestrial radio station mm-hmm. you can download the AFR app and you can listen wherever you have high speed internet or good signal you can also listen on uh, your computer because at afr.net we live stream the audio for all of our programming here on American Family Radio and we have the podcast Yes, if you miss it. If Available. You miss the show. Most people, a lot of people like to podcast or download the podcast. I they can listen say. at their at their own pace or at their own time. All right, Fred, what's leading the news this morning? Well, you know what? It's one of those days where I could uh, pick three stories that would be lead stories. Yeah. So, so let's get into it. Probably you did not hear uh, about this last fall when it was passed. This is the Minor Consent to Vaccinations Act of 2020 that was passed in the District of Columbia. And here's why this is so important to note, because it enables children ages 11 and older to consent to a vaccine without telling their parents. The school district doesn't have to tell the parents. If they deem them capable of meeting the Informed Consent Standard Act. Parents are just finding out about this. It was implemented in March. Where is this again? This is uh, Washington, D.C., District of Columbia. Now, parents have just found out about this. And, of course, most of last year, kids were learning at home, so it didn't apply. But now they find out about this because the intent is just a few weeks, kids in D.C. are going to be going back to school. And so a lawsuit now has been uh, launched uh, by people with the Children's Health Defense. The senior staff attorney there is Rolf Hazelhurst, 
cut number four. This is what he has to say about this law in D.C. The law not only allows children 11 years old or older to consent to vaccinations without the parent's knowledge or consent, the children can actually be vaccinated despite the parent's written directive that they not be vaccinated. And the law also contains multiple provisions which prevent the parents uh, from finding out the truth that their children were vaccinated. And in the process, it really places the children in danger. It's actually worse than forced mandatory vaccinations. If a child's vaccinated and has an adverse reaction and needs immediate medical attention, the parent will never know that the child was vaccinated to begin with. So the school district does not, the school district is saying under this law, we have the right to vaccinate your kid. Also, uh, no parent uh, approval required. Parents' knowledge without parents' knowledge or consent. And the children can actually be vaccinated despite the parents' written directive that they not be vaccinated. So this is draconian. This is, when we talk about big brother type thinking government, I've never heard anything as extravagant as this. That your child, 11 and older, the school district has taken over the health care of your child, whether you like it or not. You know, I'm just going to say that uh, presuppositions matter. And by that, I mean Sometimes you can disagree with policies, but it's really the ideas behind the policies that you need to go after, because it is clear to me that the progressive left in this country, uh, which is becoming increasingly totalitarian, they honestly believe that your kids, I'm talking now to the people out here who are listening, your kids belong to us if we say so. We are letting you run your kids' lives until we don't. And the reason I say this is because this thinking has been behind a lot of policies that most of us either didn't know about or did know about and couldn't do anything about. So in some school districts and some states, your school, a, uh, an official from your school, can take your daughter to get an abortion without your permission. They are going to hand out condoms to your kids without your permission they are going to teach mm. your kids sex education uh, transgender ideology mm. whether you like it or not in a lot of school districts they're going to teach your kids critical race theory whether you like it or not what is the thinking behind those policies your kids belong to us yeah that's well, what's behind yes this. i agree with everything you just said i would add this to the conversation about this topic, and that is, uh, while I agree completely that I think this is unconstitutional and unlawful, and I, I kind of doubt whether it will stand up in court. Now, the gentleman we just heard from was representing the, the parents of those who object. Is that, that is correct? Who that filed is correct. the lawsuit. And right. again, this is uh, contained right now, at least, to Washington, D.C. school system, the school system there. Yes. Uh, I, I, but what I was saying was I would add this. At this point, if you're going to send your child to the Washington, D.C. public schools, uh, 
you are de facto giving permission for those schools to do anything they want to with your child. Now, I don't hope you understand. I don't agree with it, but at this point, they're telling you what they're going to do right. with your kid, and it's up to you whether you want to send them to that school or not. Now, that that opens up a whole can, uh, can of worms, so to speak, or questions. Um, you know, what if you're a parent who can't afford to homeschool or right. to send your child to a private school, but yet what do you do in that circumstance? I think the best thing you can do in that circumstance is object vehemently to your school board and to your administration. And, and also if you have to, like these folks file a lawsuit, I think there's, I, I don't think this will stand um, because it, even with folks in Washington, D.C. being liberal, for the most part, liberal voters, I think that they're going, you're going to find enough people there who, who object to their kid being a, a vaccination being injected into their child without their knowledge or permission. I mean, if that kid has an adverse reaction yeah. and has to go to the hospital and is in the hospital for three months, who do you think's paying for that? It's not the, it's not the school district. Right. And God forbid, if one of them dies, right, you're going to get the school system's going to get sued. I don't know if they have some kind of immunity, but I but I doubt it. I I just I don't think this will stand. I think we're going to be talking about this in in a week or two, and they're going to say the Washington D.C. public school system has reversed themselves on 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 that. But but we'll Well, see. Certainly, what Fred's saying is, folks, and I think we're all saying this. Uh, you gotta, you have to be up to speed with what's happening in your school. You have to, like Tim said, you've got to speak up. You have to object, right? And you have to, you have to be willing to organize other parents. That's happening with the teaching of critical race theory, and you have to be willing to to uh, withstand the bricks and bats to get thrown your way. Yeah, because the parents who are standing against CRT, for example, they're being called all kinds of terrible things. You've got to be willing to fight for what's right, and if you have to, you take them to court. And there are increasing number of organizations and legal associations that will help you do that. By the way, do you guys think we're back to mask again for the fall school session? Oh, I, Nation, I across the country, across the country. Well, I'll, I'll let me put it this way: I think in several jurisdictions across the country, I don't think in places like South Dakota you're going to see a push like this. But oh, you I think, think this is going to be a red state, blue state thing? I, I, if I was a betting man, yeah. If I was a betting man, that's what I would say. L.A. County announced late last week. Well, because this uh, this uh, Delta variant, formerly known as Indian mm. variant, is that what they were calling it? The Indian. It was, and it, well, it came from India. Oh, okay. That's the reason we. But then we then uh, the idea was we don't want to offend India. People from India, yeah. India. So we call it uh, the Delta uh, variant, which. Uh, is very offensive to that airline. <laughs> um, For people of uh, the, the Delta, Delton ethnicity, I'm yes. sure there's someone out there. Uh, I think it's after the Greek alphabet. They just wanted to have it sort of generic where, where no country's blamed and their feelings hurt for a variant coming from their particular uh, part of the world. But that that is spreading uh, across the country. I don't know how... I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers on uh, deaths or hospitalizations as a result of the 
a Delta variant, but it is spreading pretty pretty quickly across uh, the country is what I've been reading. And so that made me ask the question, do you think schools are going to say I, mask, I, mask I, up again, kids? I think it'll be red state, blue state, generally I speaking. Mm-hmm. I do too. I don't think we're going to lock down anywhere. Maybe, I'm not. Ma- maybe California. <laughs> maybe California, they might lock down. But uh, I don't think Americans are going to go for that again for a second round of that. Do you? I don't. I don't think our country could take it. I mean, just economically. Right. I mean, at some point, we're just going to have to. We're going to have to live with this. Like, I understand it's not the flu, folks. Please don't throw brickbats at me. But I think, like the flu, we're just going to have seasons where COVID is a reality. Because there'll be another variant. There'll be another variant. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It'll come from somewhere else, and we have to name it Beta. Yeah, or the beta variant. Epsilon. I think we're running out of alphabet. We're running out of um, Greek alphabet letter. Uh, you know, to 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 describe them, I have to move on. Like hurricanes. You know. Yes. If we get all the way to Z, yeah. Uh, you know, Zeta the Zeus virus, Z, the zoo virus, or whatever. Uh, then right. zebra, whatever right. they use. Then it's going to be a long several years. Right. Uh, before we leave this story, apparently there's concern amongst parents in Massachusetts that they are considering a law in that state similar to the District of Columbia. Where you uh, can vaccinate kids without parental permission? That is correct. That that's is, insane. I think that's that's I think, insane. I think that's going to be a blue state or blue city option. I think that's coming across the country because that, here's why. And I know we, we want to move on to other stories. The, the left is all about yes. vaccines. Yes. Now, I'm not saying... I've got it. I got the vaccine, right. so I'm not anti-science, um, and I don't want to open all the other discussions about that either. But they're all about vaccines, even to the point where the Biden administration was talking about going door to door. This is a ready-made uh, category of people mm-hmm. that they can get vaccinated, and I think they're going to do it without parental uh, uh, interference because they believe that's what it is. It's interference with yes. our goal of getting hundred percent vaccination. I, I do. I do. I, I agree. Concur with you to the extent that, uh, I think a majority of people who live in deep blue States in particular, they, they would say not getting a vaccine is idiocy and, and putting other people at risk, uh, of death and therefore the the kids must be uh vac- vaccinated even if their parents object if their parents object their parents are are um ignoramuses mm-hmm. so to speak that is the mentality of a deep blue state voter yes yes so i think yes. it's also in line with what you just said yeah, yeah. so it's it, it's a strange time i was uh listening to a report on fox this morning I believe they said in the Charlotte area of North Carolina, you know how when we're growing up, there's an ice cream truck right. through the neighborhood. Apparently they now have vehicle or vehicles going through neighborhoods in the Charlotte area uh, where you hear it. I don't know. They play music like an ice cream truck, <laughs> but you can go out and get a vaccination from this. The people in a the vaccination van. truck. It's a vaccination truck. Wow. That's just, that's just begging for huh? mockery. <laughs> 
let me let me see. Can me you see. choose your flavor? <laughs> I, like I don't the, want one I of those like the Moderna. <laughs> uh, Moderna, mix it in with a little, uh, a little, little Pfizer, Johnson, if Johnson. you would, and milk, uh, give me that. Let, let, let me just say this one other thing, and that's it, okay? okay yeah, I you, promise. That's it. One other thing. If a school district wants to say, like they do with the other kids' vaccinations, all the other vaccinations kids have to get, if you want the kid to come to this public school system, mm-hmm. they have to be vaccinated, you know, for COVID. Yep. All right. That, to me, is a legitimate argument that a city can have with their school board. Yep. But absolutely not under any conditions should you be giving kids vaccinations without parental permission, parental knowledge, and certainly not over their objection? That is another step beyond what I just said. This yeah. really, yes, and this really is another. And we, we we have these we have these examples weekly, don't we? Of red red state blue state mm-hmm. differences mm-hmm. that are irre- irreconcilable. Right. They they really are. Um, uh, a, a, a red state voter would say it's uh, unconstitutional and immoral and un- illegal for a school to inject an, a vaccine uh, with children into children without their parents' consent. The blue state voter, uh, pr- would, most of them would say uh, absolutely they should be forced to get the vaccine because they're putting, they're putting other people's lives at risk. And that's just two worldviews that can't right. meet in the middle. <laughs> you remember Alan Dershowitz was on, yeah. he was, of course, from his own house. He was on Zoom or something. He was interviewed during COVID, during the lockdown. Remember, he? I'm pretty sure it was Alan Dershowitz. He was asked whether the government has the right to forcibly give Americans a vaccine, and he said absolutely. He said the government absolutely has the constitutional power to give people vaccines against their will. He's an ACLU type guy, right? For, formerly, and yep. they would have completely and, and utterly objected to this yep. kind of because it's a violation of your of uh, of your constitutional right, your civil liberties. I'm pretty sure it was Dershowitz. Wow. Was, okay, that's yeah. surprising. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Next uh, story, Fred. But there is just growing pressure, and that's uh, what our next story has to deal with. You remember back several months ago, President Joe Biden said. The goal of his administration was to have 70% of the American people vaccinated by July. Right. We've got 47% that have been vaccinated. Nationally? Nationally. So Biden administration, very upset about this. And uh, probably we shouldn't be surprised by this. They're blaming misinformation. Misinformation that's out there. I want you to have a listen uh, to Jen Psaki. This is from last Thursday or Friday. White House briefing, and uh, she said the White House is helping Facebook detect. So the White House apparently has some fact checkers, and they're going after Facebook saying, get rid of this piece here because we think it's misinformation about vaccinations. Cut number one. We are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. We've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. All right. Now, I want you to listen. Uh, the next day, uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News challenged 
Jen Saki on this. Listen to her response. Cut number two. And then speaking of misinformation and the announcement from yesterday, for how long has the administration been spying on people's Facebook profiles looking for vaccine misinformation? Well, that was quite a loaded and inaccurate question, um, which I would refute. Well, Peter, first of all, as you know, we're in, we're in a regular touch with with a range of media outlets. And we as as, as let me finish. Blocks, as we are as we are in regular touch with social media platforms. Our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation that is leading them to not take a vaccine. But Young people, old people, kids, children. This is all being, a lot of them are being impacted by misinformation. The big concern, though, I think, for a lot of people on Facebook is that now this is Big Brother watching you. They're more concerned about that than people dying across the country because of a a pandemic where misinformation is traveling on social media platforms. That feels unlikely to me. Well, here's the problem. Uh, We went through so much disinformation uh, during the early stages of this and how the Health authorities, Dr. Fauci and others, changed their minds about masks, changed their minds about this, changed their minds about well, that. The, the, the origination of the virus. They, yes. They, right? they, said, they said it couldn't have come from the lab and have been spread intentionally, and now that's a very uh, common uh, That's discussion. an open question right yeah. now. Yeah. But Jen Psaki, is, is anybody who challenges the Biden administration's take on this is a purveyor well, of misinformation. Yeah. Here's the problem. Well, here's the problem. The the uh, White House is she, she they're they're going on a search mission across the country to find out to 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 flag. She says what she calls quote misinformation about COVID nineteen and vaccines etc. When they do that, then they send it over to. Facebook or who uh, Google or whoever else she's talking about, and then they go after the individuals or the organizations who, according to the White House, is putting out misinformation. Think about this for just a minute. That is that is de facto state control media. Yes. Are are that Big Brother's watching you? Absolutely, that's Big Brother watching you. That is what goes on in communist countries. That is what goes on in totalitarian countries. And it's always going to be done in the name of something good that most people would consider good. Now, not necessarily in communist China. It's done in the name of you better shut up or or, uh, or you'll be disappeared. get in line or you're going to go to a camp somewhere. Well, you heard what Jen Psaki said. People are dying. People are dying. Because of this right. imp- misinformation. Right. So we're... So what she's saying is we, the White House, are saving lives by finding misinformation about vaccines, sending it to Facebook so Facebook and others can punish the people responsible for putting out, quote, misinformation. And here's the thing. The White House gets to decide. uh, They're judge, jury, and hangman on what is misinformation. And what you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, what and is we've it? and we've experienced this, right? The one yes. news now story. All right, tell folks what happened right here because All this right. is a prime example. Oh, well, we're out of time. Last Friday, uh, we'll talk about it after. Okay, we get back after, after the, the break, break. we're yeah. gonna take a timeout. 
We'll return after this. We got an example of this very thing happening to OneNewsNow.com, our news agency here. And Fred's going to share about that in just a moment. And then I have uh, another level of concerns related to what Jen Psaki, the, pre- the White House press secretary, said uh, and where this could ultimately lead. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Stay with us. On the next Today's Issues, we'll talk with Dr. Frank Turek of I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. The right to have an abortion, the right to have the government pay for it, the right to marry whoever I want to marry, the right to force you to participate in my same-sex ceremony. By what standard are those really rights? Are they rights? Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox. My hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. As you plan your summer college visits, add Liberty University to the list. With many visiting options to choose from, you're sure to find the right one to fit your schedule. Spend a few hours exploring campus with our student-led team at Tour LU, dig deeper and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience LU, or take your next steps towards becoming a student at Decide LU. Learn more and register today by texting VISIT to 49596. Again, that's VISIT to 49596. See you this summer. The Biden administration is doubling down on the China virus vaccine, sending government agents door to door to administer a poke in your behind. Even Fox News Channel has jumped onto the pro-vaccine bandwagon, telling people the vaccine saves lives. But in truth, that's still not exactly clear. As a matter of fact, a good many people have suffered severe side effects. And in some cases, perfectly healthy people, young people, have died after getting the vaccine. And for that matter, there's no clear indication the vaccine actually works. Five fully vaccinated lawmakers who fled Texas in protest of a voter integrity bill have tested positive for the China virus. How did that happen? The lawmakers met with the vice president, who on Sunday made a routine visit to the doctor. I'd be willing to wager a Chick-fil-A sandwich that routine visit included an emergency China virus test. The question we need to be asking, why is the government so anxious to shove a needle in our backsides? I'm Todd Starnes. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. 
American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues here on American Family Radio. Tim with Ed and Fred, and we thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, use this address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Fred, you were going to share um, with our listeners about what happened with our news our news organization, for those who don't know, here at AFA and AFR is called OneNewsNow.com. We're yep. soon, soon to be changing that name, but for it's OneNewsNow.com. And we were talking about the White House pressuring Facebook and so forth. Go ahead. Yeah, what basically happened when Jen Psaki made these comments last Thursday, we got a reaction story up on our site. Uh, the headline is, fascism, fascism goes public with promise to keep you safe. Now, our editor-in-chief, Jody Brown, predicted that when we published this story on our site, that we would likely get shadow banned. Basically, the social media platforms would flag us as saying there's misinformation here. And that's exactly what happened. We, we have tens of thousands of people that potentially read these stories. What happened right away is that we noticed by, within 24 hours, maybe 20 people only were allowed to see this story. And uh, you can, they put this information underneath the story when it goes up on social media, but you can X out of it. But what hap- what's been happening in the last 48 hours or whatever the case may be till today is that when you refresh that page, that warning appears again. That this, this story may contain misinformation. Exactly. So as of this morning, I think it is, only 50 people have been able to see this story. And under, under normal conditions, there would be several thousands. Tens of thousands of people would be reading this. Now, that's what shadow banning is. Yes. Yeah, sure. You've got a fo- Facebook page. You can post your story. We're just going to shut the spigot. Yes. So that it only drips out and we're controlling who can see Why it. Why do they keep the spigot open at all? Facebook I'm talking about or others. Well, because it's the only way that Facebook would continue to exist is if people believed that when they post something, their friends, for example, who are, who are uh, on their, you know, we're friends with them on Facebook will get to see the post. If, if people start to doubt whether or not anyone will see what they post, most people aren't going to waste their time. What Facebook is doing though, is only applying that restriction to conservatives who discuss X, Y, or Z. Which is why, uh, I guess, millions of conservatives have left Facebook. And will probably continue to yeah. leave. Yeah. So. Well, I, I tell you what, I'll continue this stream of thinking. Laura Ingram on, on Friday said, okay, now we have this thinking of Jen Psaki in the White House that we have to alert the world to our interpretation of misinformation. So now it's the vaccines. Laura Ingram on the weekend saying, okay, what next? What, what's the next subject that the White House is going to say? Yes. We don't think the public should be reading this. How, we're coming up on the midterms next year. So the White House, if it gets this power yes. over Facebook and Twitter, any political opposition at all to border what's happening on our southern border, 
with a disaster that's happening on our southern border. Is the White House going to say to Facebook, we now declare that anybody who says it's a crisis on our southern, that's misinformation. Right. So don't put it out there. Well, uh, uh, yes, that that is, that is very legitimate to for Laura Ingram and others to make that, uh, raise that flag, uh, because it will happen if, if the White House is able, listen, the, the quote, the secular progressives and the mainstream media in this country are already in ideological collusion. All right. They, they, their worldview is the same. All right. Right. So that's why it's odd to me sometimes when they get in when they get into these intraversity spats between one another, like what happened with Facebook and the White House the other day. And the, Facebook is offended because the White House is saying Facebook is allowing misinformation, which is leading to deaths via the COVID. Uh, <clears throat> but all right, if they get away with this uh, overtly, I'm talking about. We I just explained how these people already agree. Um, and that social liberal social media carries the water for the liberal politicians and public pundits already for the most part. But if they're able to get away with this open collusion, then uh, what will be next is the White House, will, assuming it's Biden or Harris, will be telling the social media giants, listen, you're going to have to help us end this misinformation on global warming, on climate change. These conservatives are putting out malarkey and you've right. got you've got to stop it in the name of saving the planet uh that's just one example um you know and, and so so then it becomes whatever issue that the progressives want to promote their view of they just say that conservatives are promoting uh misinformation and they need to be stopped and uh, you, you social media giants need to help us do that um, uh, and, and, you know, there was an example you mentioned five minutes ago, our own news agency had, mm-hmm. had a story, uh, shadow band. So it's happening already to some extent. You're listening to today's issues on American family radio. Go ahead, Fred. By the way, Jen Psaki lied. There's not millions of people dying because of misinformation. Right. I'm sorry. That's that. That's, There's not millions of people dying anyway. Right. Even if you, if you believe the government's numbers, I've just been shadow banned there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, 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 what, uh, five, six hundred thousand deaths? Is it, is it over that now? From, in the, from US, the initial. In the US. Huh? But if, if from when just, it started. When you just want to isolate it to the uh, next variant that's out there right now. Uh, yeah. And, and, of course, the other lie being told is that the only people now getting COVID, this variant are people who have been vaccinated. Well, people who have been vaccinated are getting it too. Yes. That's, uh, that's the point. Yeah. The, the other thing, did you guys see this study? I wish I had my, could cite it right here, but I saw it over the weekend. That's uh, 40% of all deaths um, COVID related in the U S have come. Uh, well, people who had diabetes, mm-hmm. did you 40, see this? No, 40%. Yeah. 40% of all deaths. Uh, were among people who had diabetes. Uh, so, that- I did. A, I, by the way, I did a quick Google uh, U.S. deaths as at this point six hundred eight thousand. Right. So, so millions aren't dying. Right. S- Unless she last- wants to include the worldwide number, mm-hmm. 
which uh, worldwide is just over four million. Right. So did she? Did Jen Psaki use the term millions? Let's go back. Uh, can we, uh, Brent? Can we play that again? Uh, cut number two. And then speaking of misinformation and the announcement from yesterday, for how long has the administration been spying on people's Facebook profiles looking for vaccine misinformation? Well, that was quite a loaded and inaccurate question, um, which I would refute. Well, Peter, first of all, as you know, we're in, we're in a regular touch with with a range of media outlets. As as let me finish. As we are as we are in regular touch with social media platforms. Our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation that is leading them to not take a vaccine. Young people, old people, kids, children. This is all being, a lot of them are being impacted by misinformation. The big concern, though, I think, for a lot of people on Facebook is that now this is Big Brother watching you. They're more concerned about that than people dying across the country because of a a pandemic where misinformation is traveling on social media platforms. That feels unlikely to me. She didn't Uh, say millions. She didn't say millions. Yeah. But people are dying because of misinformation. Yeah. That's her declaration. Yeah. By the way, uh, Brent Creeley, our producer here, pulled this up for me. I knew I saw it somewhere. Uh, this is according to the New York Post. This story was July the 16th, New York Post. People with diabetes account for a staggering 40% of those who have died from COVID-19 in the U.S., according to the American Diabetes Association. So <clears throat> I don't have diabetes, but if I had a family member or friend who had diabetes, I would be my level of uh I wouldn't want them interacting right right now with yeah. with huh with the with, in public settings that could lead to the uh well I felt the same way now I don't I don't have diabetes either I and my dad does not but I felt the same way about him because of his age during the lockdowns I was encouraging him to stay isolated this was before you know the vaccines came out or whatever you know, during the initial stages, I, I was encouraging him. He's 91. Uh, I won't say how old his wife is. She probably wouldn't appreciate it. And they do <laughs> listen to the show sometimes. But I told him, I said, no, you, dad, you need to, as much as you can, stay away from people because you have to pay attention to those those susceptibilities. <clears throat> yeah. So, Underlying health issues. Right. People don't die from from COVID alone, at least not on any kind of large scale. They that people who who are who have died have some sort of underlying health, serious un, underlying health issue, and and I guess obesity is another. COVID one. exploits that or makes mm, it yeah. worse. There are but, some exceptions to that, but that's true about any <clears throat> right. any possibly fatal illness. Right. Next story, Fred. Well, some of our folks who are listening right now may be aware that in Maricopa County, Arizona. There has been a forensic audit that has been going on now for several weeks, going back and going over the count, the ballot count from the election in the fall of 2020. The uh, company that was hired to do this is Cyber Ninjas. It's Florida-based, an IT firm, Cyber Ninjas. The CEO of that company is Doug Logan. 
Now, he is putting out information, and I'm just reading this from, uh, I want to give you the source, LifeSite News. Logan, whose company was hired by the Arizona Senate in March to lead the Maricopa County audit, pointed to more than 74,000 mail-in ballots that lack, quote, clear indication of having been sent out. In other words, in Maricopa County, you had to request. That's the Phoenix area? Yes. You had to request an absentee ballot. Okay. What this forensic audit, according to Mr. Logan, is pointing out, 74,000 so-called absentee ballots came back, but there's no indication the people who are named on that ballot asked for an absentee ballot. All right? That's one thing. We have 74, this is Mr. Logan again, we have 74,243 mail-in ballots where there is no clear record of them ever being sent. Now, when you say, excuse me interrupting you, just trying to follow you here, mm-hmm. Fred, ever being sent, ever being sent out to the uh, to the addresses yes. or, or sent back to the uh, uh Whoever keeps up with the votes. Let, let's just say in Maricopa County, 200,000 people requested an absentee ballot. Gotcha. Which is which is the only way you're supposed to be able to get one there. Yes. What Mr. Logan is saying, if I understand him correctly, is they received back 274,000 gotcha. absentee gotcha. ballots. Gotcha. That's a red flag. Yes. He also, Mr. Logan, revealed that around 18,000 people voted in the 2020 election in the, in the county but were taken off voter rolls soon after the election. Like they that, dis- make, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they disappeared from Maricopa County, apparently. 18,000? 18,000. So, so that would have been a purging of the voter rolls, but yet those people voted? Is what yes. you're saying? Yes. That's, that, that is, there's another flag. And that's one, weird. One more. Okay, another, I got one red flag left. All right. <laughs> another 11,326 Maricopa County voters were not registered to vote as of November 7th, which is several days after the election, but appeared to have been added to voter rolls by December, and 3,981 people voted after failing to register by the October 15th deadline. Well, that's a crime. Yes. If somebody did that, that's a crime. Now, why is all this important? Arizona, Arizona certified Joe Biden as the winner of the state last year by around 10,000 votes out of 3.3 million. Do the math. Well, the, the, uh, I'm looking at a CNN story uh, on this, and, wh- and I'm going to make another point here, the expected point. CNN about, actually did a story on this? Yes, but wait till you, wait till you see the headline and, and how they started off. But they're talking – the issue is – an unexplained 74,000-plus ballot gap between the county's list of mail-in ballots received and its list of mail-in ballots sent out. So they sent out X number of ballots. They received ballots back, but I'm guessing they received 74,000 votes back in as opposed to what they sent out. So that's the question. And this is the way CNN does on their, what's called their facts first fact check. Here's the headline. Arizona audit chief baselessly raises suspicion about 74,000 ballots. And it starts off the second paragraph. 
Uh, first of all, the uh, the lead paragraph says the ongoing Republican-initiated audit, in air quotes. And then second paragraph, the review is being conducted by Cyber Ninjas, a cybersecurity firm that has no experience in election auditing. Well, nobody, nobody, nobody uh, hardly has any experience in cyber. Um, they're auditing. trying to they're trying to cast doubt on yes. their credibility, right? On the company's credibility to do an audit. Um, yes. So and I'm just ahead. I'm just uh, just what we would all have expected. The headline, the lead paragraph, okay, the second but, paragraph from CNN are uh, clearly biased in their facts first oh, yeah. fact check. So so. So let me ask you guys, Fred, if I understood you correctly, and I don't mean to play Dom here. I don't have to play a lot of times. <laughs> Did you get that? I got it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's what you're saying, Ed, and what Fred said earlier, the same thing. Uh, 200,000. I just, I gave that number. Oh, you were just doing just a, oh, yeah, it, let's, okay. let's say 200,000 okay. went out. But 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 whatever number went out, the this gentleman who's in charge of the audit is saying seventy thousand more came back in that were sent than were, were sent, sent out. out. Yes, yeah, does CNN uh, CNN has this? It says. Do, do they argue with this? Well, point? he said. Here's what Logan, who's the I think the one determining the is running the uh, the audit. For example, we have 74,243 mail-in ballots where there is no clear record of them being sent. What CNN is saying, and what they do quote this guy, Logan, let me see what his first name Doug is. Doug Logan. Doug. Okay, Doug Logan, is that Doug Logan is saying, sorry, I had a pop-up ad there, uh, is <laughs> saying. That's life, isn't it? Yep. Logan made clear that this wasn't necessarily a case of fraud, saying it could be a clerical clerical issue. Yes. In other words, they, yeah. Yes. Uh, th listen, listen, the, the only part, is, again, I, I'm going to drop this because I know 99% of our people understand and they're going, what, what, what don't you understand, Tim? Right. I mean, how long are we going to go on with this? I just have a, uh, I, I'm not clear when the gentleman says sent. That sentence in it is there, and he didn't say sent and then explain who and where they're sent to and from. That's yes. what I'm. They're sent from uh, Maricopa County. Yes. Out to people who have requested or for uh, wanted a mail in ballot. Yes. And they sent out X number. Yes. But X number plus 74,000 came back in. Okay. That's explosive. Yes. Huh? That's not uh, CNN fact check, dismiss it. Uh, right. That, that's a pretty it, big clerical if issue. If, if that's true, uh, that that could be a – that sounds like to me it's some sort of organized cheating. <laughs> I mean, I would say that if the Republicans did this. Right. It, or if the Republicans were wanting to dismiss an audit when you got that kind of number. Is that – wow. I mean, how does that strike it's a, you? It's an exact number, too. It's 74,243 mail-in ballots – there's no clear record of the being sent. So there's no clear that, record of Maricopa County saying, here's the person's name and address that requested the mail-in ballot. We sent that person a ballot. No, more than 74,000. That, that demands that. a criminal investigation. Yes. By yes. the United States Justice Department and... That's going to happen. I know. I know. And the Attorney General of the state of... Uh, yes. Yes. Of, that of, could of Arizona. Happen. Now, here's what Mr. Logan says. And this is a quote. This is the gentleman who's in charge of the... 
the company. The Cyber Ninja Audit? Okay. Yes. He says it merits knocking on the door and validating some of this information. All right, so we have this ballot from Joe Smith, who lives on Smith Road. All right, we get this ballot back, but we have no record of sending out an absentee ballot to Mr. Smith. So maybe we need to go knock on his door and say, how is it that you got an absentee ballot, sir? Because we have no record of you requesting one. Right. That's got to be done. That kind of investigation. You don't have to probably do all of them, but you're going to have to do a sample size. Yeah. Right there. Unless there's something I'm missing here or I don't understand or or there's some information that I'm not aware of. Just from what you guys have described the story, reading from the news accounts, uh, that just sounds explosive. Uh, to me and, and demands an, it gonna, you're going to have to have a, an answer. Yeah. This this. Morning, now, now what about Georgia? Do you know any more about Georgia? Not, not at this point, but okay. uh, Sandy Rios this morning on her program interviewed Kelly Ward, who is the Arizona GOP chairwoman. And she reviewed uh, some of the problems that are coming out of this audit so far. Cut number seven. There were many things, obviously all of the discrepancies with the paper ballot with the 74,000 plus that don't match up for having been sent out, but were sent back. On one day, March 11th, March 11th, 2021, over 37,000 queries were made into a system that only holds eight accounts requesting, they were password requests for blank passwords. And I think that the reason that is so you know, when somebody signs into their Google account and you sign in too many accounts, too many times with the wrong number, it locks you out and eventually it will erase the data that you have. I think this is an attempt to do just that. These 37,000 queries overloaded the system so much that it automatically deleted, erased data. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, listen, this, this, uh, the, the, are you sighing? I'm sighing. I, another Monday sigh. Okay. I know it's, okay. it's getting to be a just habit. Just wait. Tuesday's on the way, Ed. Tuesday's on the way. I'm just going to give you the low steam there. This, <laughs> I little, you did there, little Joel yeah, Osteen. Little Joel Osteen. Good, I need a little of that. Tuesday's on its way. Tuesday, Hold on. Every day's a Tuesday. Yeah. So the, the circumstances surrounding the 2020 election are just going to be in question for a long, long time because COVID either did change everything or was used to change everything we've normally come to expect about elections. And this, with states sending out, in many states, millions of mail-in ballots without Unsolicited. Unsolicited, all that, that is... I'm not saying the election was fraudulent. I'm just saying the circumstances of that for the rest of my life, unless they do these kinds of audits state by state, I'm just going to be shaking my head and say, uh, who know, no, we may never know what really happened in that 2020 election. Now, I will say this, the CNN story that I was saying does list all kinds of other possible explanations I have no idea whether those things would be true um, because they're talking about the votes of in-person early voters may not have shown. Anyway, they've got explanations. I want to wait and see what the Arizona audit says, and and maybe it's going to require a criminal investigation because it certainly seems suspicious to me. This was a perfect storm. Yeah. Um, 
for uh, skepticism, for doubt, for <clears throat> fraud. And th this is being uh, investigated, uh, at least some places like Arizona and to Georgia, for example. And I hope the truth will finally come out, whatever it is. Listen, uh, and this is just my opinion, okay? I don't speak for either one of you guys, and, and there may be, I'm sure there are going to be listeners who disagree with my opinion. <clears throat> but this was going to be a close presidential election. I, it, let's just say no fraud occurred, right. okay? Just, just for argument's sake. This was going to be a pretty close election anyway. Because as much as many of our listeners love President Trump and his policies and what he was trying to do and doing for our country, the hatred on the other side was just as strong, all right? And there were a lot of people who hated Donald Trump, who, 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 who uh, well, look, President Trump didn't win the popular vote against Hillary Clinton as right. bad as she was. He won the Electoral College vote. It was a small number difference between... President Clinton, I mean, excuse me, um, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. But she won the popular vote primarily because of California. What I'm saying is this was going to be a very tight, close election anyway, right? Now, uh, so it, it, I, I, if you'd have told me Biden would have won, I wouldn't have been shocked because there was that much hatred for President Trump. Now, President Trump had enormous numbers at his rallies the momentum was with him he would have won i think handily had covid 19 not interrupted the country and the world right and back in the spring of 2020 um but i'm gonna have to finish this after the, the music stop and the music stops for no man <laughs> so that's the teaser for you i gotta finish this thought Will right you, if i forget this thought which Happens to me sometimes, Ed. Right. Will you? It was a close election anyway. We'll pick it up right there. Yeah. We'll pick it up right there after the break. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.